Hi, I'm Dave with another episode of I'm Glad I Heard That. And today I'll be interviewing my mother, Lori Frank. Good afternoon, Lori. Hello, Dave. I've been a big fan of this podcast and a really big fan of yours. And I'm sure my mom has smashed our like button and also hit subscribe. So if you could be like Lori and do that too and become a real fan of the podcast and myself, obviously. My mom has been my mom, um, I think my life, my whole life, if I look back at it, probably all 42 yeah. years, 43 years, she's been my mom. And um, so obviously there are many things I could talk to her about, a lot of things that I've appreciated about um, how she's lived her life and uh, things that she's taught me and my sisters. Um, but today I just wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about a, a love that my mother and I share, and that's for the place of Faith Troy. Um, we both love this church for a variety of uh, reasons. Um, I know for me personally, uh, faith is the place where I met Jesus for the first time, and the adults here just uh, poured into my life so much. And um, how we got connected to our church was based, it was because of my mom. And so I wanted to kind of take a step back and ask, when did you first start to interact with the church faith, and um, how did that happen? Well, I've told this story a lot, so maybe a lot of people have already heard it. But back in 1974, I had just got out of the um, charismatic movement. Well, not out of it, but I had taken classes and all their sessions, and they said to find a Bible-based church. And um, I was Catholic at the time, never opened the Bible. And um, one of the girls that went through the class with me, she said, I heard they're starting a Bible study at this little church in Troy. So I came, and at the time, my um, second daughter was what now would be classified separation anxiety. And <laughs> I, I was asked to take her out of, when I was on the bowling league, I was asked not to come back. I started the nursery at the Catholic Church the very first Sunday, that afternoon, I got a call and they asked me not to bring her back. <laughs> so um, she was pretty well attached right to my hip. We came in the building, um, they had the, it was with the kinkle now, and we had a little accordion curtain. And I, to this day, I don't even remember handing her off. Went be, she went behind the curtain and I went to my very first Bible study. They never brought her out to me. She never cried. When I went home, I told her dad, the Holy Spirit's in that place. And <laughs> that started um, my love of Wednesday mornings at Faith. And uh, so I've been involved with the women's ministry about at least 80% of all these years. Uh, <laughs> we didn't become members as a worshiping family till Dave was like 12, and because we, we had lived out in Richmond and that. We finally moved back to Sterling. Heights, and I was thrilled to finally become a real member. And that's how it all started. What's funny is uh, my mom and I, we, you know, she lives with us, and it's so interesting because I've heard this story. I never heard that part about Courtney. Huh. I never heard about the whole separation anxiety or anything like that. And that's just, um, it's really neat that I got to learn that. I did want to say it with a negative tone because you suffered from it also. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I never knew that either. <laughs> I had separation anxiety. Well, it was I was a sick child. Right? I was a, yeah. I lots of they were issues. both sick children. Yeah, we had health issues, yes. so that's why. That's why. Yeah. That's why. So that's great. And then, um, you know, what was interesting is one of the things is when we moved here, I, I remember my mom saying, hey, we're going to go to this church, and I'm a 12-year-old kid, and I don't want anything to do with church and so forth. And she goes, tell you what, you go one time, and if you don't like it, I'll never make you go again. And then as a 12-year-old boy, it's like, I'll take that deal all day, every day. And um, and I went for the first time, and I loved it, and you never had to ask me to go to church after that. Well, I probably should have corrected you on that story, because... If you lived in my house, you went to church on Sundays. The deal was try Wednesday nights. Oh yeah. And if you don't, if you don't like Wednesday night, you know, then you don't have to do that. But yeah, you would have always had to go to church. Right. No, I don't care where your heart was. <laughs> Some of our family's most unholy hours were the drive to church. I remember being in the van and or in the uh, station wagon driving to church with Richard. And the level of cursing and yelling at each other on the way to church was just wonderful. And so, yep. yeah. I, I always liked having that reminder that we need a savior. Yeah, we, none of us, <laughs> ne- we, we never lacked for what should we confess. That's you right. know, we had what happened in the car on the way in. All right, and so how has being, being a part of faith for all these years helped your relationship with Jesus grow? Well, I, how did I want to word it? Because it was so Go good. Ahead. Because it, oh, it made it very, very easy for me to learn to love him and realize that he's, I always knew he was real, but nobody in my life ever talked like that. And like I said, my first Bible study, Elise was sharing how when she was five, she was packing her bags to go live with Jesus. And I, I fell in love with her at that moment because that's how real he was to me too. Yeah, because you, you started to believe in Jesus when you were, what, seven? Eight. Eight years old. Eight years old. Just knew. Yep. Yep. I said, if you're if you're real, you know, she, I was at church. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> and I go, well, if I'm supposed to be here, you had better show me why. And um, I was in the Catholic Church. It was The Mass was still in Latin, so I was clueless. And I opened up my little missalette, and there was the English on the left side and the Latin on the right. Once I could read what we were doing there, it's it's all been all uphill from there. Wow. You know, and um, one of the things I just want to encourage people with, a lot of times there is a believer in a family as a parent, whether that be the dad or the mom. And, you know, they're always so concerned about, like, well, if both of us don't believe, then how are our kids going to know about Jesus? And uh, I just know from the guys I work with or different things like that, so many of us, it was typically the mom who was the spiritual leader at the beginning, especially. Okay. And um, and so I just want to encourage you with that. It's like if you're if you're the only parent who believes in, in your relationship or whatever, there's hope there because the Holy Spirit's working through that. And for all of us as you know, kids, okay. it's like... Me and my sisters, we all believe in Jesus, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. How we express it is completely different. How we live it out is different. But like, not one of us doesn't believe or love Jesus, and it's just been it's been very cool. And that started with this eight year old in a Latin mass going, "God, you got to do something here." Yep. And he did. Yep. <laughs> you know? He did. He did. And that. Um, and again, um, for all the young moms, that 
that was my only focus as I wanted my kids to grow up to be uh, believers as they like to tease me. I never cared what they did in school as long as they had good citizenship. And um, so then as they've all grown and I can see that they're all believers, I just walk around like a real success. You know, it's funny because she really did not care about her grades. <laughs> like I can't emphasize this enough, but if I got like a bad citizenship, now I was always getting told to get in trouble for talking in class or whatever. But like if I did anything that was rude or mean, there was like a line and if you crossed it, you would go scorched earth on us. <laughs> just with the look, just the look, not physically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so lately, as we've been talking about um, at the church, you know, belong, believe, become. Right, and that is what we are trying to do as a strategy here to live out our mission. And our mission is like, how do we bring Jesus into every relationship, right? And so we're we're approaching that from this idea of like we want to create belonging, so that people can believe, and then as they believe, Jesus is going to lead them to change. And and Jesus wants to you know deal with all those things, but the most important thing He wants to deal with is their heart and let them know that they're loved, right? And so. As I've gotten to take on um, the role of leading our hospitality team here, it's been it's been really exciting. It's been cool. I'm learning all sorts of new things, growing in a different skill set, and I've been noticing you have been taking a lot of initiative to help people feel like they're welcomed here. And so, what are some of the things that you have personally just said? I'm doing this here to help people feel welcome. During COVID, you know. I got to really rethink of what was important to me. And it's being in this building with my faith, but I can have my faith anywhere. And when I'm in here, it's it's just like, I tease my daughter-in-law, it's my Disney. You know, I just, I look forward to coming. I love everybody that walks in the door. And my spiritual growth has always come from either a bumper sticker or a commercial. And one of the commercials, that triggered this love was uh, Jello used to say, treat your family like friends and your friends like family. And so through that, the word hospitality came up. And then when I'm reading my Bible, that's the word that I'll focus on quite a bit. And um, in the, the, uh, I looked it up, the biblical definition is, uh, you know, treat your treat strangers like family and um, you know just share everything you have with whoever needs it so so then um, when people come in here I I tell my instinct is is that we're already we're already family you know because you you're in this building you're part of God's family you know and um, so like during the worship service it feels to me like Sunday dinner with your family. Hmm. And then the extra stuff you do around here, I was trying to think of, a, you know, it's like my kids went for their birthdays and everything, what, what do you want for your birthday? To be with my cousins. And that's the way it feels when you are, you know, in Bible study at Wednesday night dinner, whatever, you know, it's just good to be with people that you have a connection with. And so when you come here, I just want to make sure that you know that you've really cheered me up. And you know, you and I, we've had lots of conversations over the years. Like one of the things you've always told me, like with the kids, is like you've. She's always told me, your children can be shy, 
that's fine, but they can't be rude, <laughs> right? And like, there's a distinction between that. Right. You know, you can tell when a kid doesn't want to say hi or whatever, but there's a difference between that and being rude. And yeah. you know, like if you're if you're rude and you mean anything to my mom, you'll get the look, right? <laughs> like, and if she doesn't give you the look, then you don't mean anything to her, right? right? And that's kind of one of things I've learned. Um, but you know. It, what is kind of interesting is I think one of the times we were talking, you said you just kind of realized through COVID and this almost like a reset to like what we're doing with mm-hmm. how you go to church. Because you, you actually had to figure out why am I going right. again, right? I did. You have 50 years of going. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you said, you didn't go for months. Right. In person. And it's like, why am I and doing I, this? And I'd always said, I'm always afraid if I miss three weeks, I'd never go back. I mean, I, I you know, and so then, you know, three months, I really, you know, then you do wonder, well, what is the purpose of it? And the first time I came, uh, you know, just, I went crazy mad. That you did know. not go well. That did not go well. <laughs> I, and I stormed out of here. Do I tell him why? Go no. ahead. Well, it took a long time to figure out what upset me so bad. And then um, when I calmed down, it was because they put up on the screens, sit in the green rows which I knew we were supposed to sit, every, but the thought of somebody telling me to do anything, I was out of there, I was out. And um, so finally, when I did come back with a better attitude, um, and then I just to feel the energy of being with other believers and uh, to have the opportunity to really just sit and have nothing else to do but worship, um, I was all in. Yeah. I remember that Sunday because you know I'm I'm in the lobby and I see my mom crying leaving. I go, "Are you okay?" And she wouldn't talk to me. Go, Did someone was someone mean to you? Because I was gonna go, you know, kill him or whatever I would do as a son. Um, but you know, nope. And and then it took it took even weeks for you and I right. to talk about it. Like you know, there was a lot of you sorting it out, yeah, trying right. to understand. I, and also, I think there was a representation of just so much change. Yeah. And that was that thing that really another thing that changed, and it, you know, and so that yeah, that struggle right. that happened. Yeah. But after that, like you said, you know, you come, your, your attitude changes, God changes mm-hmm. your heart, you come in, and now you're like super engaged. And what I have seen is this level of personal ownership. You yeah. you are behaving <laughs> right. just like this is your your church. This is yeah. Your, yeah. Your, your place. And so, you know, it's easy to say someone should, yeah. right? Someone should, you'll be at the doors welcoming people, Right. right? Someone should talk to someone when no one's talking to them, right? And, and that's a very easy thing to do, and, and the heart behind it's good, and the intention's good. Right. But you, you you just said, if yeah. I see it, it's me. Yep. And that's what, well, because it did, it dawned on me that um, I'm at a point in my life, if I don't do what I want to do now, I'm never going to. And I've always wanted um, people to be as excited about this place as I am. And um, just, again, because it makes the word so relevant to your life, and um, and I don't express as well, but you, we really do have everything we need. And I always think when we're in here, everybody assumes the same thing, you know, because the, the word joy is very important to me. And um, when I was younger, um, and I had an aunt that always signed everything, J-O-Y, Jesus over you. Or no, Jesus, others in you. As I got older, I realized that real joy is realizing that Jesus is over me. 
and again, so anyway, I'm, when I, and then I just take off because I love, you know, I just love talking to everybody in here and I just, and um, then I kind of get taken aback that not everybody understands <laughs> that there's real joy. There's real joy as I, you know, but uh, anyway, so this is my chance to just work the room. And um, one time we were, uh, we were at a new church and uh, somebody said hello to me and a, a genuine hello. And um, it was just so nice. It was really nice. And, yeah. and then we, you know, and the kids are in school in there. So we, we joined and um, come to find out that lady who really made it a pleasant experience was like the church kook. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and so I thought, you know what? If, I, if that's what it's gonna say on my tombstone, the church kook, I'm there. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not worried about it anymore. So one of the things that you started to do, and you know, again, she's coming home telling me this. I go, you you did what? You're like, I'm just completely shocked. Is like, so explain the Sunday after church lunch. Well, I always like to go to lunch after church, and um, so I just, I just ask people, you know, that um, it might be a, most of them have been just acquaintances, and now you know, what three months in, I got you know. I got my Sunday lunch bunch, but um, so anybody, I just say to people when I see, just meet me at the welcome center, and we'll decide where to go. Yeah, um, and so that's been the highlight of my week is um, just sit around for about ninety minutes, just having good conversation. And um, well, these are people that you don't know well or at all, right? Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of, and then what's been good since COVID too is a lot of people that have been that I've worshipped with for a zillion years, and we've just never been in the same place at the same time, or you know, had different interests. And that, and I'm getting to meet and get to know women that have been here as long as I have, and I'm even learning their names and remembering them. Yeah, <laughs> not bad. That, that, yeah. Um, and the people who get invited to this, what is some of the feedback they've given to you? Huh. Do they appreciate well, it? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a hard question because you of all people should know not too many people get a word in. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know what they really think, but they come back and we, and we, we have some really good fun conversations. Yeah, you drive home from the lunch, you're like, well, that was great for me. Yep. I don't know about anyone else, <laughs> and but that, I had a good time. And that's why life's gotten so good for me, because that's the only one I care about. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I want lunch, and if, and if you want to join me, I'd love to share it. Yeah, so you, you know, we just celebrated, what, your 73rd birthday? 74th. 74th. Yeah. 74th birthday. And you've been at this church for almost 50 years, and you just recently joined my hospitality team. Why'd you decide to do that? Uh-huh. Well, I was waiting for you to ask me because you knew I had a gift. But, <laughs> but then he never asked. And like I said, this is my last chance, so if I want to do it, I had to step up. Thank you for supporting me while inflicting guilt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gift. It's, it's my, really a gift. It really is. <laughs> so. Um, 
One of the other things that you've been doing is, you know, the senior adult lunch, because now um, they've switched to catering, and so it's like, it's a ticketed event, right? You have to show up, you have to buy a ticket in advance to go to the senior adult lunch. And I mean, the senior adult lunch is a wonderful thing. A hundred people, you know, once a month on a Wednesday gather, Bible study, songs, table, conversation. And recently, you bought a, you bought a ticket not knowing who you were going to invite, yeah. right? Yep. And then how did you decide who to invite? Um, I just I kept asking people. So somebody said yes. <laughs> and then they didn't show. But it was, but it was like, well, hey, at least you got hey, two meals. I, I, just, I just do what I, what I, you know, it's on my heart. And I, what can I do? Yeah. I tried. I tried. But yeah, but then too, the, uh, the other part that I've, I've always felt it's one thing to be inviting somebody, especially your first time in. I am the kind of person I'll go anywhere by myself, you know, because again, I like to enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but a, a lot of people don't like, you know, it's uncomfortable just to go to a strange place. So, so I always say, you know, um, you know, and sit with me, you know, I'll be. And then I'm late and forget to save a seat, but but I always put. But I'm. But really, though, I mean, I, I don't invite somebody if I don't want to make sure that the whole experience is comfortable for them. Yeah. Recently, we we done two things together here that uh, are pretty cool. So this summer, uh, my wife and I, another family, um, and my mom, we hosted a, a neighborhood meetup. Right, and so we uh, we flyered fifty homes around us, and uh, the the one family did half the houses, we did the other half, and then you know said, hey, RSVP to this email address if you're coming, and we'll provide you know some bratwurst. Everyone bring a dish to pass and your own drinks, and we ended up with uh, I think twelve or fourteen homes represented. And what was so cool is our subdivision is kind of like in the middle of the flip. You got the OGs, right? The people who have been there since like 1984 who built these houses or 86. And then you have younger families like us moving in. And about half the people were at your stage and season okay. of life and half were at our season. And so um, now obviously we all tried to talk to everyone. But right. at one point I looked over at the fire pit and here's my mom working the room with the older <laughs> crowd. And then here we are with the younger families talking to them. And it was like, yo, and everyone just kept thanking us for doing this yep. and it was literally a Thursday night we opened our house and we gave them some food and we hung out and it, and people it was, thought it was great yeah it was really really an enjoyable night and just recently and I think my mom and I are on to something um, so she's taking me out for my birthday dinner and um, we decided she goes is there someone you would like to invite to that dinner like, huh sorry Corey and so um, so uh, these neighbors that we hosted this beat up with and me and Christian have started to get to know them a little bit more so we said I texted them I said hey my mom's taking us out to dinner would you like to join us and um, and kind of what we're learning is it's more fun to do it this way because then there's you know you're gonna have certain questions you want to ask I'm gonna have questions I want to ask Chris you know and then at the end of the night it's like that conversation just flows so well because all we want to do, us three people, is get to know them. Yep. You know, and it's just like, it's a really cool way to to offer care and hospitality to people. Is like when you do it with your friends. You know, yep. it's like, that's just way more fun than um, trying to do it alone. But I do appreciate for 
you know, lots of different seasons, you, you just really, um, you went at it alone at certain times. If you saw someone not being talked to, you didn't look around and go, well, where's the pastor? They should be talking <laughs> to them, right? Like you went over and handled that. And it's, it's great. I know. That's why I tell people at the Welcome Center that, that, can I ask you something? I go, yeah, I love to make up answers. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what's going on around here, but I can make it up. Well, and, and even that, and this is, it's like, if you're just honest with people, know, it's like, it's so much easier. It is. Right, like, like one person is expected to know the 125 <laughs> things that happen in this place, uh, what dates, times, and routes. It's like, oh, there's the internet for that, you know, so. Yep, we so, know that so, so yeah, and again, it's just, it's just fun, it, um, you know, and the other good thing that's a really a delightful thing to get involved in is new members, you know, yeah. because, um, because a lot of times you get all you know, all caught up in the stuff that's going on here, and you forget what a delightful and wonderful place we are, and how blessed we are. And you get in with the new members, and they're just so happy to be here. And they tell you, you know, the experiences they had, you know, that brought them here, and um, it just makes you um, fall in love with with the place all over again. Okay, so. Kind of like the last thing I want to talk to you about is that over the years, you've taught a lot of different classes, yeah. right? And a lot, especially in the women's ministry world, you've taught a lot of classes. You've led a lot of things and you've kind of figured some things out. And you brought uh, one of your props here to oh, talk about this. So that was more for me. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. Because I said now I brought it for me because anybody that, it's been my goal that anybody that spent three weeks with me, it, I remind them that I, you know, I start my classes off like this because I say, I have to wear this because I've known since I was eight years old that I'm a princess and my, because my heavenly father is the king. And um, I wear sunglasses and I've had all kinds of them through the years. But anyway, they're called my Jesus specs. And the minute I, you know, put these on, and I look across the room, I can see Jesus, you know, and everybody, everybody. So, um, so I try to give everybody a crown and um, send it. So then when, the other day it dawned on me, um, you know, hey, nobody still really go, oh, Princess Lori, Princess Lori. So I just, I'm just setting them here now to remind me I know who I am. And, um, I'd be glad to share it with you. Thank you so much. And what I'm most proud of is my three sisters will get to know <laughs> for the rest of our lives that I was able to capture some of my mom's heart and share it with the world on the interwebs. And long after you're gone, I'll get to play this interview for them and be like, <laughs> oh, did you take that time with mom? I did. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's not the only thing you'll be able to say that about. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, it's been very easy to be my mother's favorite in our family. I'll say that. So, And he's also his sister's favorites, too. It's not like this is something odd. You know. yep, so, well, that's wonderful. All right, well, thank you so much for stopping by in here, and I'm glad that heard, I heard that. And I would also like to encourage you to use our uh, subscription, You know, subscribe to our channel, and then hit the like button. But also... If you're someone who's been at this church for a long period of time and there's these places that you could say, it'd be really nice if people did this for other people here. 
we want to encourage you just to start trying that. And um, there is, it is never a mistake to care for another person. And so if you can figure out ways to do that in your own expression and how you're wired up, um, I just want to encourage you to do that because as people experience friendliness and as they experience warmth, they're going to go, what's, what's different here? Right. And that, that changes everything for us. So thank you so much for your time. And mom, thank you. Oh, my pleasure, kind of. Thank you. Thank you.